We are on Avchasimul Aleph. Two lines from the bottom. Mar says this. Kamal Azla. Who does it go like? Halatani Halatarabanam. Ain bin Kohen Asarufes Apar. There's no difference in the Kohen that um, that burns the Paraduma. The Kohen Gadol Bnei Mikiburim and the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur Ella. Shazeh. The Kohen Gadol, before Yom Kippur, he has a priesthood to Kedusha to the base of Migdash, to Lishkos Mahadran. And his fellow Kohanim can touch him. They're in contact with him. And this one, meaning the Kohen who served for Zapara, he is put into a place which is completely tar, and they don't come and him, no gimbo, um, and his and his brethren calling him, don't touch him. Who does that go like? Um, the only difference in the brisha between the kohen gadol and the kohen of zapara is that this one goes to kedusha, and 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 uh, and his, his brethren calling him kedushin, and that one goes to tahira, and he's in isolation. So that can go like Rabbi Meir or Rabbi Yehuda, but it cannot go, Rabbi Meir or Rabbi Yossi, I'm sorry, but it cannot go like Rabbi Chanina um, Because Rabbi Meir says that um, the Kohen Gadol and the Kohen Surface of Para both have the Paraduma sprinkled on them for all seven days. And Rabbi Yossi says, no, both of them have it only in the third and the seventh day. But Chaninus, Chanukahalim, is the one that makes a distinction. He's the one that says the, um, he divides the two. Chaninus Chanukahalim says that the Kohen is of Zapara, you sprinkle on him all seven days. And the Kohen Godlin and Kippur, you do not. Only on the third day and the seventh day. So you can't say that the only difference between the two is this one is Prishul Kedush and this one is Prishul Tyra. And this one, Kohenim can touch him, and this one, Kohenim can't touch him. No, there's another difference. This one has, has the Eva Paraduma sprinkled seven days. The other one is Eva Paraduma sprinkled only, only the third and the seventh day. Good morning, Henry. Good morning. Good morning. Um, yeah. So let's take a look at Rashi on the top of the Amun. Shazim, so Likadusha. Ches Amun Beis. The coin of the Hoyan Kippur goes into the Machneshina. His heart shouldn't be um, too confident. It's a rough translation. And he's going to be divided from all. Kalas Rosh's levity means, but it mostly means from. All um, worldly pursuit, you know, in, in, uh, in the Yiddish world, they call it shtusim, you know, or shpiyot, right? All things that are um, trivial in life. <laughs> Rather, shechal alav, ema, I should um, devolve upon him, ema is his fear, bahavdalaso menabrios, with the separation from the brios. But it doesn't mean his fellow calling him can't be in contact with them, they could. Um, 
The calling of Torah as a para is a different level of prisha. He is prisha l'tahira. Lahachner b'taroso nikol kal shosimbo nipnei kal shosimbo l'tama b'yom. If you remember, the calling of Torah as a para, because the tzedukim used to say that a full yom cannot be um, cannot be uh, um, is not eligible to do the Baraduma, so they would specifically imitam him, as Taisa says, just to remove any doubt from anybody's mind about how serious Chazal were, not to pay attention to the Tzedukim. But because they were Mekel on this point, they were Machmir on everything else, so that people shouldn't think that the Paraduma is something we've taken lightly. It is not. So, they, that's what Rashi says. So let's see the Rashi again. They were stringent. Rashi is the third line from the bottom. I'm sorry, from the top. To be stringent in his Tahira. Why? Because of the leniency that they did uh, to him. To make him Tame that day. Why? Why did they do that for him? To remove any doubt from the hearts of the Tzedukim. Um, no, we don't agree with you at all whatsoever. So therefore, they were stringent in his Tahira. Nobody should touch him. So no one touch. <laughs> I'm sorry. You learn to this part, you see, they went to great lengths to ensure that he was completely Tahir. Um, no one touched him during the seven day days of precious. So um, I, I, uh, they, they would leave his food, he would take it, and uh, he would be by himself. Okay. So that can't go like Chinnis Kanagayim. Because the E, let's see the more again. Third line from the top. There is this point, the difference between the sprinkling. Let's see Rashi. Um, the Kohen, Asar of Zapara, is sprinkled upon the Paraduma all seven. Was that? Hey, Mazel of Koshiva, and the Kohen, God will Yom Kippur, is not Asar of Koshiva. Okay. Maskivla, Rab Yosi, Rab Chinina. Here's the one that asked the question. Now, you're telling me this is a question on Rabbi Meir. And Rabbi Chanina's Kanakonim. Um, Mayor, let's say, is the easiest example. Both Kohen Godel and Kohen Asarif. Asarif um, also is sprinkled in them all seven days. So I actually asked this question yesterday or the day before, and I got it from the Gemara. So here's what the Gemara asked this question. Bishloma Rishon, the first day of Rishon, when you take him in, let's call that Sunday. Okay, you take him in. Um, maybe three days beforehand, this was the third day, maybe on Friday, he was Sunday, um, or Thursday was Sunday, so um, Friday, Shabbat, Sunday. So maybe, maybe it's the third day. Maybe Shani is the third day. Maybe the th- um, Tuesday. 
So Sunday could be the third day, Monday could be the third day, and Tuesday could be the third day, because you could have been Tameh on Shabbos. Now, um, Hamishi could be the seventh day, uh, could, be the four, um, could be the seventh day of Shemeshvi of the third day, Shishi, Shemeshvi of the fourth day, Shvi, um, Shemeshvi of the third day, El Revi, which is the third day after you've already gone into Prisha, and it's incongruent to assume that he touched a Tamei Mace, even suspect that way, while he was in the base of Migdash, or anything from me while he was in the base of Migdash, why do I need to sprinkle on him on the fourth day? Okay, El Revi, Lama, Lama Leazon Klau, Lobish Shlishi okay? You cannot assume that it's the third day of Tumah, and certainly Lobish Shlishi you can't assume it was the seventh day of Tuma, which anyway wouldn't have occurred because uh, it, it, it's impossible. Now, you understand the question, everyone? Henry? Yeah. You're the only one I could talk to. <laughs> You're the uh, yeah. You understand the question? Do I have a question? No, do you understand the question of Gemara? Yes. yes, yes. Yeah, it's a pretty obvious question. Just keep bear in mind that, that as much Hashash Rachok, it was like, okay, maybe this happened, maybe that happened, but something which is impossible to happen, we're not, we're not going to deal with it. You're not going to even entertain in your wildest thoughts that there was Tuma in the Basin Migdash while he was in Lishka's Pyadrin, which was dedicated specifically for Tahira. It's not going to be. So you're going to sprinkle Paradum on him on the fourth day. How could that be? The, the only way you can sprinkle with him on the fourth day is if he became Tomei on the first day. That can't be. And Kolsh came, the Kohen Asura for Sapara, which they went to great lengths to make sure Tahira, Tahira, Tahira cannot be. So this is the question. So now the Gemara answer is like this. Ula Taimeich, according to you, um, meaning you have a question on this. I'm going to ask the question back at you. Hazar Kol Shiva is there a concept of Hazar all seven days? <clears throat> what's, what's the, uh, um, how, how could you possibly do Hazar on Shabbos? Because Hazal Umatakim, that you're not allowed to institute, you're not allowed to, the person is tame and his third or fourth day, third or seventh day comes out on Shabbos, you don't sprinkle, meaning you make sure not to begin the first one on Shabbos, and you make sure that the seventh one will not fall out on Shabbos. So the Mara asks, well, it's point to you, is it possible to have Azal all seven days? Well, Azal is forbidden rabbinically. Shavuz is a, is a word that Gemara uses to denote that it's a, 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 an ordinance prohibited and, and um, developed by the Chachamim to prohibit something. And it's not Dolch Shabbos. Shiva, Lubami Shabbos. Seven days accepting Shabbos. Seven days accepting the fourth day. See, right. They did not um, sprinkle the Eva Paradum on him on the fourth day. Take a look at Rashi, and we'll see an interesting conclusion in the Gemara based on this point from Rava. Okay? Look at Rashi. Vishloma, Yom Rishon, Mazen Alav. You have Rashi? 
Rashi is one, two, three, four lines from the from where the wide lines becomes in. It's okay. Um, I understand that Yom Rishon they sprinkled the Eifah Paraduma on him. Mazanolav Shema Hayom Yom Shlishim Tumasa. Maybe this is the third day of his Tuma. Lachen Sheni Lachen Shlishi. Shema Shachas Kodem Prishaso. Even on the um, on the on the third day, perhaps an hour before they took him to. Uh, to his prisha, maybe it became Tameh. If the first day of prisha was the third day of Tumah, and that's why I'm sorry, was the third day of Tumah, and that and um, then then you need to sprinkle in him on the fifth day because that would be the seventh day. Nimsa, the fifth day is the seventh day. Why sprinkle him at all? Oh, okay. Can't be the seventh, the third day, because he's already in his delicious pageant of the or the, the chamber of Tahira um, for three days. The When he was Birish in the delicious pageant or where the Koran was of used to go. He was not Tomei Mez. That's a fact. Let's not worry about Shvi because Shim Hayu Shvi Lutumaso. If it would have been the seventh day of his Tumah, then Ariyom Echad the Fnei Prishaso Shlishi. The day before this Prisha would have been the third day Lutumah. Nimsa Shlohiza Bishlishi. And they didn't sprinkle on him the day before. Mazal Shvi, Balo Shlishi, Eno Klum. And sprinkling on somebody on the seventh day without sprinkling on the third day doesn't count at all. Okay? So the Mara says, you're right. Um, when it says Kol Shiva, of Dr. Kol Shiva, it's Kol Shiva barring the fourth day. And I'll prove it to you because you know that Kol Shiva, um, that you can't um, do a paradigm on Shabbos. You know you can't. So it means except for Shabbos. And except for Shabbos, except for. for for um, for the fourth day also. Now listen to this interesting halacha that develops because of this. Amar Rabba says Rabba Hilkach Kohen Gadol b'yamim b'kiporim. When the Kohen Gadol should be separated on Yom on before Yom Kippur, meaning seven days before Yom Kippur, the lo b'di don't tell you Moshe. Has nothing to do with us. Has to do with when Yom Kippur, the tenth day of Tishrei. So we begin to be mafreshim on some gedalia every year, no matter when it falls out. Ella mikfiya diarcha taliyemelza has to do with when the new moon is, so we'll know when Yom Kippur is going to be. Betlasa betishrei bayilafreshe on the third day of Tishrei, what we call some gedalia, you have to be mafreshim. Period. V'chol emas the misrami. Whatever day, the third day of Tishrei falls out, we separate him, put him into delicious behedra. That has to do all with us. But the Didan Talia Milsa has to do with us. We, we begin to be Mafrashim on the fourth day of Shabbos. 
So the fourth day should fall out on Shabbos. We don't want to have two days, which we're not sprinkling. But a Kohen, a Sorif, a Zapara, I'm sorry, but the Kohen Godly Yom Kippur, let's say the third day of, of, uh, of, uh, of Tishrei comes out on a Tuesday. So we wouldn't be, we wouldn't sprinkle him on Friday, right? Because that would be the fourth day from the beginning of his pre-show. In the first day of his pre-show is Tuesday. So Friday is now the third day. And uh, I'm sorry, um, Friday is the fourth day. So we wouldn't, um, no, one second. Um, Rabbi said that that uh, that um, yeah, Rabbi says that by the um, that that we, we publish them on, on Wednesday, so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Shabbos, right? So Shabbos is going to be the fourth day. So we're going to have Shabbos correspond uh, with with uh, the fourth day. However. By the coin of Sarvas Apara, by going Golden and Kippur, if the if uh, the first day of Prisha, for example, was on Tuesday, it comes out that the fourth day is Friday, so we missed that day, and the fifth day is Shabbos, we missed that day too. So we'll end up having two days in which we don't sprinkle on him the Paradum, but we don't want to do that. We don't have a choice by Yom Kippur because nothing to do with us. We do have a choice by by coin of Sarvas Apara. So we always are mafresh the Kohen uh, Gadol. So I was a bara on Ravi on the fourth day. That's his first day. Okay? So we're mafresh him for seven days. Okay. All right? Mm-hmm. Now, it means that the, the Paraduma was always made on a Wednesday. Okay? We're mafresh him on Wednesday. Following Wednesday was the day of the Paraduma. So it's a very interesting point to bring up at your Shabbos table. You simply say, uh, ask, when was the going, which day of the week was the Paraduma burnt? And the answer is it's always burnt on Wednesday. And this is the reason why. Because they didn't want to have the Paraduma, uh, the going, as I was a para, to not have two days of, of, um, of, of not being sprinkled on him. So they ensured that the uh, the fourth day was always on a Shabbos. Consequently, he burnt the Paraduma uh, on the eighth day following that, which was also on a Wednesday. Okay? Okay. Uh, let's take a look at... Oh, one second, Rashi. Kol Eimas de Misrami It's almost exactly opposite where it says, Amarava, tracing the cross in the Gemara, in the Rashi, that's where it is. Galeim is the Mizrami Mephashinalei, even though the fourth day is not Shabbos, we don't have a choice. There is no Hazah for two days. You can't help it. Um, but the Kohen Asarif is a param, the Yadon Talimus HaShe'in, Zmana Kavua, doesn't have a set time. Um, we always amafish him the fourth day. And as Rami Ravir Shalom Shabbos, below Yapsiko Zosav, you shouldn't stop his sprinkling Eli Yom Echad, only Yom Echad. Okay. Now, 
I'm sorry to tell you that for the next Amun and a half, we're going to be discussing things that are not Gishmak, are blots on the history of Kali Yisrael. But it needs to be learned. Okay? Let's see the Gemara. We will be Mahavashim to the Lishchaz Parhedrin. Now, the Gemara is going to center on why it was called Parhedrin. Okay? Um, Parhedrin is the name that was given to, or Parhedrin, I'm not sure, but it was the name given to officers of the king. So it's called the Lishcha of the officers of the king. Right? Right? The Lishcha of the of the uh, of the bureaucrats, right? Why? What does that have to do with the Mesamikvish? So Tanya Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda said this, Mechi Lishchas Prahedrin, I said, was it called Lishchas Prahedrin? Valo, Lishchas, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, Balvati Haisa. Um, it was called Lishchas Balvati, okay? Um, so why, 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 did, why did they change the name? Okay. Um, but because unscrupulous Kalanim and their families gave money to the Roman Caesars and the governors to buy the Kohen Gadol position, and um, uh, meaning that I'll say it again in a minute, let me explain it. The Kahanim used to buy their way into this prestigious position of Kohen Gadol. And they weren't able to uh, maintain the position because Hagadah Brochu took their lives by the following Yom Kippur. Okay? Um, now, uh, the, the Parhedrin, these officers of the king, they had a, they were like, sort of like ambassadors in the sense that they're diplomats. They were stationed in the area for a year, and then they would be switched out for another officer. So they were called Parhedrin. Um, the Hey Dalad Reish means Hadar, means like, you know, we say Lahabdul, but we make a scene, we say Hadrin Allah he's going to go back to you. So the Farhedrin has a connotation of being switched out. They were constantly revolving, right? So, um, so the, the, uh, this was the names of these officers. So, so too, the Kohanim Gedolim didn't, since it was a bought position, Hashem was not pleased and didn't let their lives last beyond the following Yom Kippur. So, um, so, since they were switched out, we call this place Lishchus Pahadrin. So I assume in the early days of the second base of Rikdash, when you had Shimon Hatzadik, who was the great Kohen Gadol, and he was there, the Gemara says later, I think for 40 years, um, I have to look, it says in Amun Aleph, how long it was. Um, right? Yeah, Shimon Hatzadik was 40 years. So I imagine during those 40 years, it was called Lishchas um, Balvati. And then afterwards, it, it got at one point when things started to change, and it was beginning to be a bought position. During the time of Antiochus already, it was a bought position. 
um, things began to change, and they called it um, Lishkas Payadri. Okay, let's take a look at the Gemara again inside with Rashi. Okay? Lishkas Payadri, Tanya, Rabbi Yehuda, Lishkas Payadri, was there Lishkas Payadri? Well, Lishkas Balvati, I said. It was called Lishkas Balvati. But, since they gave money to buy the co- the co- the Kohuna Gedola position, <laughs> and they would switch them every 12 months. Just bear that in mind. It says here every 12 months. We'll just keep that in mind. Like these parhedron, these officers of the king, they will be switched out every 12 months. They were called Lishkas Parhedron. I guess it gave a um, a um, a warning to people: don't buy the Kahuna. The subtle kind of a warning. Let's take a look at Rashi. Betchila. <clears throat> oh, one second. Parhedron Rashi says, "Bekidi Amelach." You have it. The word Parhedron. Bekidi Amelach. The officers of the king. Lishchas Balvati. Lashon Tzarem Kach, Chayis in the Kreis. The Lashon Tzarem, Kach in the Kreis. There's a Lashon of officers, Kach in the Kreis. They were called this way. Lishchas Tzarem. So Balvanti means Tzarem. It means nobility. So it was called the Lishcha of Tzarem of nobility. But then, that was only the beginning. Kol Yimei Shemun HaTzadik. All the days of Shemun HaTzadik, Sherech Yomim, HaYikar Noso, Lishchas Balvati. It was called Lishkas Balvanti. Afterwards, at one point, it started to change. I mean, maybe it changed right after Shimon Atzadik. Um, the year afterwards, Mitoch, Shinos the Mamma Lakona. Because the pay of the authorities, Mitoch Shikonibes, Bayez Shemi, Hoya Omdim, Hoya Mamma, the Kohanim of the second base of Migdash, were appointed through money. Shinos the Malkona Gadola, gave the Kona Gadola, the Malche. Base Chashmanai to the Chashmanai kings. They were switched out all 12 months. They were wicked. They would not finish out their year. And they would appoint somebody else in his stead. Every Kohen, listen to this. <laughs> That was new. So Sarosa, he would re- knock down the Lishchas Pahedrin, who vona binyan and build in his own style a nicer binyan from the first one. Should take Kriyal Shemo, was called his name. And it says, as Mishalepes, Koshana and it was changed every single year. So that even the chamber was changed, so they, they called it Pahedrin. Now, it's, it's so, the irony is incredible that we don't even know any of the names of these Kohanim Gedolim. They, they weren't even mentioned in the Gemara. Josephus doesn't mention most of them. So we don't even know. And now everyone's going to ask a question. Jason, Aviel, Henry, whoever hears this, going to ask a question, which I don't have an answer for. You can answer it as well as I can. If, you know, if every time, like, you know, you see this already, 15 years, that the Kohen buys the Kahuna and it doesn't last a year, right? 
why in the world would you want this position? <laughs> so, you know, especially right after Shimon Tzadik. So Shimon Tzadik, oh, Grace Tzadik, everybody knows that. He lasts in 40 years. <laughs> Everyone, it's changing by the year. Like, why do you want this for? Gashmias. What? Gashmias. Gashmias, Kavod. I, I guess the desire for Kavod runs extremely deep in people. If you look at history, the Gaisha kings, you see they fought hopeless wars against enemies far greater than they were because of a slight, of a, of a, you know, of Kavod. Certain slights, right? I mean, the, the, what comes to mind is the French-Algerian War, right? The, uh, you know, the, the king was upset at the Algerian, at the, at the king of Algeria was upset at the French ambassador, so he slapped him in the face. Now, he knew that the French are going to, uh, are going to not stand for that, but yet he decided to slap him in the face anyway because his honor required slapping him in the face. Stupid, right? People do things like that as a cover. So, I don't know. <laughs> you learn a Musa Haskell in this Gemara, you learn a lesson, how deep the desire for cover goes. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to me. You could you could listen along, but uh, you know I'm, I, this is this is an incredible Gemara. Wow! And the funny thing is, like like I said, nobody does, do we know the name of even one of those Kohen and Gedolim. Josephus mentions a couple, like literally three or four, but do we know any of them? There are, there are hundreds that we have no idea what their name is. Yeah, they built this big building and. Uh, this the Prahedron, so nice. It was in her own design. She called me after their name, uh, Eternal Memorial. Ah, didn't you see that the year beforehand you knocked down the other guys? And we don't, it's not called after his name anymore, it's called after your name. So don't you realize that next year the next guy is going to knock down yours? That's not going to be called after your name, it'll call after the next guy? I don't know. That's the way it is. Right? Now let me tell you what it says in the Gemara. Okay, let's move on to a, um, a, a, a digression. To non hustle. It says over there. Hanachtumim. Nachtumim are bakers, commercial bakers. Lochibu osin chachamim, lahafrish, elotrumus maisa vichal. Meaning, there's, there's such a thing called Demai. Are you guys familiar with Demai? More or less. What? More or less, yeah. Okay. So, does somebody want to tell me, tell us what Demai is? It's, it's Tevel that's unsure whether it was actually tied. Exactly. So, not more or less. More, more, more than less. <laughs> um, yeah. That's exactly it. Um, so you have the, the, the Klaizo was divided. Yochanan Kohen Gadol was the one who instituted this. We'll see in a minute. Was the one who instituted this decree that he saw. He went around there in Israel and he saw that people were giving true Gadola, the, um, the, the your average Amaretz, um, meaning Amaretz is what he called. We call Amaretz ignoramuses. It's not the the, the term that's used. In the time of Chazal. Amaretz means layman. That's all it means. 
we took it as a more derogatory word. Um, the uh, the uh, um, also like has to do with Yiddish, what your inflection is. I remember when I was in Atlanta, um, somebody used the word Schwarze to referring to blacks, and all the people who couldn't speak Yiddish said, "Oh, he said a racial slur." He did not say a racial slur. If you know Yiddish, you know that you could say Schwarze as a it's a regular word meaning African-American. There's nothing more than that. But Yiddish, everything is do with inflection, right? Um, if you say it with a certain inflection, it means a racial slur. So that's the way it is. It's Yiddish is like that. Those people who don't know, all they heard in their lives was the word Schwarze used in a racial connotation. They think there's no other way to use the word. Okay. Um, fine. So uh, the... the um, so the word Amaaretz today is in Yiddish could be used as a as a, as a, as, a um, as, as a negative as a derogatory phrase, but really it's not um, as derogatory as it is used today. So uh, there were lay people, okay, and then there were something called Purushim, who were people that ate even chulin b'tayra, meaning they were very careful with the concept of tayra. So Yochanan Kohen Gadol divided people into these two parts. If you were Prushi, if you were a person who was extremely careful with all the food that came into your, into your house, then um, you could be trusted completely in terms of Meiser. So one Prushi is allowed to eat in the house of a Prushi without being separating anything further. Or you could buy from a Prushi a grocery store without, um, without re-Meisering. However, um, if you bought from an Amaaretz, then that would be called demai. Demai just means, like Henry said, a, a suffix. It's, we don't know. Not sure. Now, what is the what are the ramifications of this demai? Um, Yochanan Kongobo said, for the most part, you need to be mafresh demai. Generally speaking, when you bring you buy demai from an amaretz, you got to take off meiser from it. Now, there were exceptions, not truma, because everyone is makbar and truma. Everyone's makbar. We'll see soon. The other thing God said it's a contradiction. You're makbar and truma, but you're not makbar on on meiser. Truma's meiser. Okay, but but um, but uh, there were exceptions. There were certain times when Yochanan and Kohen gave a loophole and said you don't need to be mafresh meiser again because it costs you money. That ten percent. So um, and it's a hassle. So one of the loopholes. Uh, I'll just tell you, just not, doesn't not brought here. Was people who are poor. People who are poor and they bought it are not res- responsible to take off um, a mice for a second time. But also nachtumen bakers were not responsible. We bring this in because uh, we mentioned the word parhedron, so we're going to bring this in. Tanan asim hanachtumen bakers lochivu osim chachamim mahavrish. The chachamim were not. They're not making responsibly mahavrish. Elatrumas meiser mechalam. Meaning, you only need to be mafresh, trumas, meiser, right? Nothing, nothing more than that. Okay, hold on for one second, please. Sorry about that. It's my daughter calling from Eretz Yisrael. It's Arab Shabbos, so I told her that. Okay, let's continue. I'm going to start recording again.